Welcome to Horror Movie News. This is actually our first Horrorverse crossover, and you'll see what I'm talking about in just a bit. But following, we have new castings for Halloween. We have Horror is Alive in the Golden Globe, believe it or not. We'll talk about that. And Guillermo, Guillermo, my sweet God, Guillermo del Toro. All this and more coming. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movie. Don't you blame the movies. The movies don't create psychos. The psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. Oh, yes, that intro. (laughs) Get pumped for that, son. Oh, my gosh. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Horror Movie News. So, as I said, this is like a horror versus crossover kind of thing going on because... Uh, to, I will hold off on my intro because to my left I have... Hey guys, I'm Lacretia Line. You can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet or on Horror TV Weekly, which is on the sister network After Buzz TV. Right on. And over there at the end... Hey y'all, mm-hmm. this is Chauncey K. Robinson. You can find me on Twitter at Miss Chauncey KR and also on Horror TV Weekly. Mm-hmm. And along we have usual, the usual... Oh, I- I'm so scared. We're being invaded. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. I'm right in between them. They're going to attack me. I got you. But we'll flank I am, them. I am Oliver Jen, and you can follow me on all social media platforms at Ollie Dreamer. That's right. And I am Anthony Becerra, and you can find me everywhere at Tony B. Dead, T-O-N-Y-B-D-E-D. All right. Well, first, let's cover our bases. Uh, so where to follow us? Um, so YouTube.com slash Popcorn Talk Network. That's one. Uh, horror News PTN at Horror News PTN on Twitter, and uh, as well as at popcorntalknetwork.com, our website. And lastly, but not least, uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, just type in Horror Movie News. We should be the first to pop up. And if you go ahead and leave a five star rating, that'd be fantastic, fabulous. I'd love you forever. <laughs> You'll get a shout out if you leave a review. We'll read it on the show and also praise you because thank you so much. We really appreciate it. You know? <laughs> Do you Why have not? five star itis like Lex where you need them to live? Yes, yeah. we, we need, yeah. we need, yeah. we need the five stars. Like yeah. For every five stars we get, we, uh, we it do a... It goes in the cup and you live on it. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there oh, you go. Cool. <laughs> and Carrie's not here this yeah. week. Right, oh, thank you, sorry. Yeah, Carrie is she's not been, here this she's week. She's been killed off, so... Hmm? <laughs> I'm just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> Yeah, so we you didn't see her on, on screen death, so maybe she'll she's not dead. Oh, so okay. we'll see. Yeah, we'll no, see. like walking in when people go off. Exactly. <laughs> they, they show up the next season. Yep. If it's not on screen, it's not okay. official. Right. All right. All right. Yep. <laughs> you know, in soaps, sci-fi, and horror, no one's ever really dead now, are they? We've got <laughs> ghosts. I mean, you know, supernatural. Anything can happen, right? Exactly. You know? All right, so uh, since you guys are new uh, new to the show, we start the show off with a little segment called The Abyss. And this is The Abyss is pretty much the films that we've been watching. We like to call it The Abyss because we're like, stare at The Abyss. And in a sense, horror <laughs> movies, you know? Ominous. So, yeah. So I'd like to start it off. Um, so we didn't have a show last week, unfortunately. Um, but that's okay. We'll try to catch up this time around. So for the past couple of weeks, um, I stayed very similar to what I saw. So the first movie I saw was Rare Exports. And if you guys remember, the week before I saw Krampus and so Carrie kept talking how it's like Krampus but a better movie and I have to agree it is a better movie um, only for the fact of how it ends it ends on a, on a lighter note it's it's a very absurd mm-hmm. note because it ends with them shipping off um, just 
Well, you gotta watch it. But like the, <laughs> the item that they ship off and what they call rare exports is very like like that wouldn't work. But you're like, all right, I get it. You know, it's it's a movie. It's like all right, I can go with it. <laughs> okay. But yeah, the film is a fantasy adventure horror. Uh, it's about children that start to disappear mysteriously after an exp- excavation of the Corva Tunturi Mountain surfaces the most sinister secrets of Christmas. And it is in Finnish, so you have to read it subtitled. It's a, it's a, it's a, what is it? Foreign film. Um, but yeah, compared to Krampus, it does have the better ending. I like the, I still like the very like crazy toy creatures and the practical effects in Krampus. I really think that's like a strong point of that film. But the characters are very like uh, one dimensional, very cardboard cutout. You know, mm-hmm. with this, it was more like about the kid and the family and his father and like the disparity that you feel between the like the father trying to like save, um, pretty much just uh, provide l- livelihood for her for whatever family he has left, which is the kid. And uh, I could appreciate that. In a sense, yeah, that does make it completely better, actually. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and also, like, the red herring that they give at the end. Um, and uh, it's definitely, like, a coming-of-age film. And I felt it was specifically more for, like, boys and men on that side. Because it's, it's there was, like, a sense of, like, oh, how can you be a man or something? Mm-hmm. Or, like, the kid kind of, like, owning up to, like, yeah, I can do this. I can, like, you know, I can help with this problem that we're having. So that was really nice. But this film, this next film, um, so that's that's a film for like just Christmas time. But this film was just a random one. Um, this one, this next film is called yeah, it's called The Similars, or it's in Spanish, so Los Aparecidos. Um, it was it came out in 20, 2000, 2015, um, directed by Isaac Esban, and it's a horror sci-fi. And it's set on a stormy night on October 2nd, 1968. Eight strangers wait on the bus to take them to Mexico City, but suddenly they start experiencing a very strange and hairy phenomenon. Um, if you go on to your right, uh, to the next picture, uh, there's, a, there's a photo. Like, the way it's, sh- it's seen, it's very twilight. It's in black and white. Um, they even like try. They even did a filter where it's like a look, like the if it was actually shot on film, so it has like the graininess and also like the film, uh, like the burn marks in a sense. Oh wow, I yeah. love that, cool. like a David Fincher style, and like of directing. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Cool. yeah. And um, it's really good. I mean, like like this. I even wrote this, like guys. This this film like blew my socks off. Like I love this film. <laughs> I, I, although it was released in 2015, um, this is probably like the one of my favorite movies that I've seen this year. Um, it is on Netflix. You can watch it on Netflix. It's about an hour and 30 minutes long. It's a quick, short like uh, film, but it's so great. I really liked it. Um, is it in Spanish? It is all okay. in Spanish, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, so I, I just thought of like words to hype it up. I'm like, creepy kid, creepy mm-hmm. face makeup, black and white, Mexican, B-movie, Twilight Zone stylish, so good. And the payoff for the film is great. And it makes you think about like what you just watched and what you're trying to communicate as a viewer. Like It has to do with identity and what identity actually means to you and like to humans in general. And it's a metaphor for like society's loss of identity and how our appearances play such a great role in shaping our singularities. And for that, I can just appreciate it because, like, it's something that that messes like what? Ha- who are you? Like, what are you when like you're apart? When you look like everyone else, pretty mm. much. And it was a really good. It was a really good film. I really, I highly recommend watching this film. It's on Netflix. Um, and it's also it's just such a good film. Um, <laughs> and recently, I ended up watching um, The Shape of Water uh, oh, wow. this past Saturday. Um, yeah, that's a beautiful image of Sally Hawkins and the uh, the, the fishman creature, um, played by Doug Jones. Um, yeah, it was directed by Guillermo del Toro. Uh, it was three years in the making. They took three years to, to develop the uh, the uh, the design for the creature. Um, it stars Sally Hawkins, and then there's also Michael Shannon, Octavia, Octavia Spencer, Doug Jones. Um, I believe is Richard Jenkins as well. 
Um, it was a fantastic movie. Great ensemble uh, cast. Everyone was on their game with this film. I mean, just it was just so good. <laughs> like, I cried like at three parts, three separate parts during the film, just because of like what I was watching and mm-hmm. just like I could just feel for Sally. And there's a certain uh, scene that really got to me. Where I'm just like, oh, I could feel all her anguish and her like just her despair and like her um, frustration because she's a mute and she she can't talk, but she's trying to communicate something to um, the creature at one scene. And it's just such a beautiful film. Um, and also, um, I ha- I took a picture with someone very dear and oh, special wow. to my heart. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Are uh, you crying? I was crying. No judgment. I was crying. Like, the picture Aww. before, the picture before, <laughs> like, it was such a lame picture because I was, like, legit, like, like, like I was in a cry phase, Aww. and then like a second later, I I, bu- I was able to muster uh, up a smile. Wow! But awesome. like I, I t- like uh, it was so good. He was doing a Q and A, and I like I finally like I, I came up with this like little speech. I didn't want to ask him a question. I just wanted to thank him, and and I came up with this question. I raised my hand. I didn't get called on, but I had to get it out, so I wrote it in my phone, mm-hmm. and I wrote down this like long speech. And I'm just like while I'm writing, like I, like I just like ignored everyone, all my <laughs> friends. I'm just like I need to get this out real quick. <laughs> And then my friend's like, oh, yeah, they're rushing them right around the corner. And I'm like, who? Like, I like everyone, like Guillermo. And I'm like, are you serious? And I go around the corner, and I see the crowd, and I see him up there. And I'm just like, oh, by the way, it was at the Arc-like, Arc-like um, Hollywood uh, at the Dome. And I see him around the corner. I'm just like, oh, my God, like, he's right there. And I, and I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I was trying to muster up this, the courage. There's a crowd. <laughs> I, I inch my way, like, closer and closer, closer to him. And he comes down, like, the little ramp and stuff. So and he's, like, he's like from where I'm here to, like, this ground level right here. And I'm just like, and I had the speech still in my head and fresh and everything. And then he was like signing an autograph with someone. And I'm just like, Guillermo. Like I just started talking. I'm like, Guillermo, I've been waiting ten years to speak to you. Like, um, and then as like, like I've been waiting ten years to to to, to pay back my debt. And that's when he kind of like looked up at me. And he's like, he's, he's kind of like, what's going on? And I was like, yeah, like Guillermo. Like um, ten years ago, I saw the film Pan's Labyrinth, and that changed my mind, changed my world forever. And that started like my. That's when I realized I had a, a love for cinema. And um, ever since I saw this film, I've been in debt to you because I've never been able to thank you for what you've done for my life. And so today I have the chance to thank you and pay you back. So and I tell him just thank you. And he he was like he was such a sweet guy. He's like yeah man like that's how it is for like for, like I have directors that I feel the same way for, towards towards as well. He he mentioned George Mieres who did uh, Mad Max and yeah. Mad Max Fury. He's a huge proponent of Mad Max Fury Road. He loved yeah. that movie and I love that movie too mm-hmm. as well. And he was like yeah and we shared that love and he he, he actually gave me a hug. And then while he's hugging me, he's like, "Hey, do you want a picture?" And I was like, "Yeah, I want a picture." Like, and like midway through the through the speech, I'm like crying. I'm like I'm like trying to hold oh, it back. Wow. I'm like crying because it's it's just a huge moment for me, and it's like it's so good. And then he's like, "Yeah, you want a picture?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Here, I'll take the picture." And he grabs my phone and he takes the pictures with my phone, and then this is what came out, and that's why I'm teary eyed because it's oh, such a great oh, moment. Wow, that's, that's awesome. such a great story. Know, yes. I'm like I'm getting tears right now hearing this heartwarming story. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. he's he's definitely a, a, a huge influence in my life and um and he showed me that it was okay to to love the monster you know yeah that's and, awesome that's a great quote yeah and <laughs> yes. it's yeah. okay to love the monster yeah. wow you only my parents had said that yeah. write that down yeah. I'm stealing it from you yeah. so yeah I was I was thankful that I had the courage to do what I did and mm-hmm. I think it made it it made it special and hopefully he'll remember that because I will never forget that moment in my life as long mm-hmm. as I live and I, I have this picture to show and to, remem- to remind me as a memento like hey this happened awesome and afterwards I was just in shock I was just like the whole night I was just like I can't believe that just happened like I don't 
like this doesn't feel real to me. <laughs> but yeah, that was a that was a great little story. Um, um just goddamn. Enough about me, though. <laughs> Not your great right. That was an awesome story. <laughs> yeah, that was a really good story. Yeah. It was really yeah. great. Cool. You actually don't look like you're crying in that photo. I was just kidding. Mm. But like, <laughs> it was true. It was true. <laughs> yeah. So, oh man, well, none of us can live up to that story. Right? I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> right? No. Can I ask one question about Shape of Water? Mm-hmm. I heard, and not like spoilery, that there's like a lovemaking thing going on there. Right. Like, what was your interpretation of that? Because this is like a creature feature in a way, a little bit, but like you said, embracing the monster. Um, to be honest, it wasn't that graphic, okay. as in like visually. Uh, metaphorically, the shape of water. What I think about it is the it's 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 love. The shape of like a love doesn't doesn't have a shape. Love doesn't have anything. Love can be anything. Like just water, water exactly. Just like water. Wow. Okay, so <laughs> Sally, Sally Hawkins falls in love with the creature, and it's a creature. It's interdimensional. <laughs> I mean, it's in the it's in the it's in, yeah, it's yeah. everywhere. It's 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 implied. Um, and so yeah, so I mean, so yeah, so it's inter 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 creature, you know, yeah. love. So just like it's saying, like a, a woman can love this creature. Um, that means love has no shape. You can't, like, you don't have to love a human. Like, you, you know, it's. I mean, not to this extent, but like, you can have love for other things, and like, your love doesn't have to have a shape to any for anything. Like Beauty and the Beast, but exactly. you know, with better graphics and stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And yeah, Emma, Emma cool. Watson not singing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sally Hawkins singing. Oh, <laughs> hey, that was shade. That was for Bria. I'm there. not co-signing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that's my take on that. Cool. Um, nice. Awesome. You're excited, obviously, for award season. Oh my god! It's sweeping, it's sweeping the nominations. I, I, yeah, I pray that hopefully he he gets uh, he gets some awards, and I feel mm-hmm. like he definitely is. Like I'm not. Yeah, yeah. For the amount I'm of confident. Yeah, for the amount of nominations that that movie's already being. It just, for the Golden Globes, yeah. we're actually gonna talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. 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 But like that's that says a lot. So I'm expecting it to grab some of those. Right on. Um, but what uh, movies have you guys seen? I haven't seen anything spectacular, unfortunately. I know. Like, I've been neglecting the movies. I've just been watching a lot of TV lately. Same. You know, not leaving Absolutely. my house. So I'm like, uh, you know. I mean, what about you? Well, I uh, recently, I think basically because Tony had mentioned it, mm-hmm. like the thing of Shudder. So I finally, yeah. like, downloaded Shudder. <laughs> and so I watched, um, I, I, I tend to like the classics. So I watched um, The Gate which was an old classic from the 80s, which deals with this uh, other dimension of uh, evil gods. And it just takes the whole idea of, you know, childhood dreams like the Goonies, but like a little bit more dark Mm -hmm. with it because there's like this metal band that's also like Satan worshippers and stuff. Like It's a very fun movie, (laughs) but it's also very dark. And it... Talks about that it has the time of claymation, which I really love. Ooh, really? Yeah. I kind of like, miss I claymation. I miss Wait, all of it is in claymation? Not oh. all of it. Like, just, like, the special effects, like, the little demons and oh, certain okay. things. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. done so well. And I thought I was, when I watched it over the weekend, I was like, am I going to still like this? But it was, I still had that, I still enjoyed it. I think claymation, I kind of still oh, I even love, love it. Yeah. They yeah, don't do it too. as much anymore, of course, because yeah. CGI, but... There's something creepy about claymation that mm-hmm. I think if more like newer horror pictures did it, I think it would work. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Even and like Coraline, like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. That Coraline. was such yeah, like, a great so James and Giant Peach is exactly. a lot of stop motion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's kind of creepy. Yeah. And just the <laughs> what they create, what they mold is creepy mm-hmm. to look yeah. at as yeah. well, and how it moves, and it takes forever to make those movies, but I feel like there's a special special quality about them that yeah. is pretty underrated because you don't see them anymore. It's all about digital. Right. Everything's digital. Because you know? it's cheaper. Well, like, Robot yeah. Chicken still does it. They have yeah. their Christmas True. special on <laughs> I, I watch that. I watch cartoons, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Oh, I guess Kubo was one of the most oh. recent. Um, 
I haven't seen Kubo. I don't know if there's yet. anything else. Kubo's on Netflix, though. Yeah, I love Kubo. That was, that, that was great. The first um, movie you recommended, where can I find that at? The, uh, which, oh, the uh, Rare Exports? Yeah. Um, I would just go to Amazon because it's kind of hard to find. Cool. Yeah. Um, definitely Amazon. You can rent it there. And then our second segment is The Crypt, which is a film that you would like to share with everyone here and also the viewers watching. So I'll go first, and I'm doubling down, guys, because I love this so much. <laughs> the Similars, Los Aparecidos. Like, it's so good. You guys got to watch this film. It's on Netflix. It's easy to find. Like, yeah. So that's, that's, my, that's my recommendation, short and simple. I already talked about it a lot. So <laughs> Los, Los Aparecidos. Oh. What about you? Um, I would have to say Little Evil on Netflix with Adam Ooh, Scott. Yeah. And like it's I like much a Damien kind of. Yeah, it's a cute little um, comedy horror. And I like the comedy horror because I'm big, you know, Ash versus Evil Dead fan. Right. And just sort of that genre. And I'm glad that they have started doing more of those because for a while it was just like either like super creepy horror like Insidious mm. or nothing. And mm-hmm. that's why we finally have got some big budget of the uh, more goofy mm. movies. So yeah, right. I'm like, and it's a cute little story. Adam Scott's hilarious in it. And it's got Evangeline Lilly, who plays oh, his wife, you yes. know. Yeah, and she's great in it, yeah. yeah. Nice, and there's a cover right there. Yeah. That's so cute. And he looks just like, he's got the same hat as Damien. Like, it's yeah. it's hilarious. I love that. Yeah, I right definitely on. think comedy horror is taking over ever since yeah. Cabin in the Woods. Like, oh, so oh, I love that. I mean, yeah. even Get Out, and you know, yeah, Get yeah. Out, yeah. The Babysitter on Netflix. Oh, the Babysitter, oh, yeah, right. right? The Babysitter. Yeah. I still have to that. that yet. Oh, yeah. it's so good, John C. Oh my god, so I love, love that Robbie film. and Mel. So yeah. Oh, um, nice. I watched Raw for the first time this past week. I don't know if you guys mm, ever watched it. I've seen but it. But I've been, yeah, yeah it's, it's on Netflix now. So okay. I've been meaning to watch this film, and I had no clue it was a French film. And we're talking a lot about mm. foreign horror this week. And there's something about, like, a foreign horror film that is just so intimate because you have to you have to read subtitles. And yeah. It's, it's even scarier than one that's in English, in my opinion. Yeah. Hmm. So I just thought it was such a raw, greedy, <laughs> nasty film. It's about a girl who goes off to veterinarian school and she kind of, she's a vegetarian. Her whole family is like raised on being vegetarian. Right. And then mm-hmm. she starts indulging in uh, like, uh, it's can- like cannibalism. Yeah, it's like a hazing, it's kind of like yeah. a hazing kind of a ritual like mm-hmm. once you go to this vet school and she has a, she has an older like sister who's already more established mm-hmm. in the school and she's more like a rebel, more like a, yeah. like a punk kind of like look mm-hmm. to her. Yeah, and she was never like that growing up. And yeah, it's, exactly. It's a coming of age film. Yeah. Right? I said they were going to start eating the animals. I was about to yeah, say, I would like, not. Well, yeah. people, totally cool, though. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. people no, are fine. They, because yeah. it happens because there's a hazing ritual yeah. where she has to eat, like, a duck heart or something right. like that. So not an actual, like, living animal. She has to, like, eat. But, but it's uh, very fresh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, recently it's, killed, it's yeah. It's so gross. I feel like... I, I enjoyed watching it, but that it's like a movie sure. I, I don't ah. want to ever see again Aww. just because it's so, like, ah, there's... I, there's a scene. That I kind of would want to watch that. Yeah. Again. yeah. Wait, oh, oh, no, go. Wait. No, I was just going to ask, like, you said that, like, their whole idea is, like, her trying to find herself? Yeah, or? finding herself, indulging, kind of, like, indulging in, like, new concepts that she's not ever, because she's in college now. Yeah. And so it's kind of taking on this cannibalistic, being a man-eater almost, in a sense. Oh, and also no, it's no, kind of... No, <laughs> I like the symbolism. I like the yeah. symbolism. So, it's very, yeah, it's coming out of age. It's, she's, like, trying <laughs> to find herself because she has been raised... Um, vegetarian yeah and there's a certain reason for that and then as you go she she takes a when she finally eats some of the meat she she she, there's a there's a certain likeness to it that she really likes about it but not just any meat she likes it raw 
raw meat especially is like all these innuendos but yeah and yeah. Then, so she's trying to realize like who she actually is like mm-hmm. oh like i i like meat i want to eat mm-hmm. this kind of thing and it's very atmospheric um it's it's quite yeah that's a great recommendation i like this it stays with you for sure for some of the you gotta like take a shower afterwards um but yeah and there is like a scene that involves like waxing and I'm not gonna say any more so check this movie out it's on Netflix <laughs> it's, okay. it's, you'll remember that scene wow. it reminds me a lot of Teeth almost oh, oh yeah, yeah Teeth mm-hmm. yeah, for so, sure yeah, that yeah it's very like feminist uh, mm-hmm. coming oh, of age okay. like, and very atmospheric like there's a lot of shots where like it's like music playing there's like kind of like slow-mo things happening like mm-hmm. you know if you ever seen those kind of like cause I've seen that there's kind of like a trend of that happening where it's like like low budget horror films, they do more atm- atmospheric shots. Like there'll be like like slow shots of just like um, nature, and they'll leave it on there. Like for the witch, or I saw one called um, The Untamed, which was very like that as well. Um, it was a Spanish horror sci fi film that includes an octopus creature. And my God, like have you guys ever wow. watched? Yeah. You guys ever watched Possession with Sam Neill and yeah. uh, Ajani? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that it's it's in the same vein, like oh. that. In That's a sense. like one of Lex's favorite I, movies. So if y'all ever talk about that, Alexis like have Lex. Lex oh. Michael, they have him the in possession? here. He possession? loves that I movie. I love yeah. Possession. That, that's one of my, that was one of the first films I recommended on The Crypt, yeah. is Possession. Cool. It's so good. Well, you just said octopus, and that just yeah. made, me, made me think of tentacles, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, oh. uh, did, uh, did you recommend one, right? And did you recommend one? Yes. Okay, yeah, Little Chelsea? Evil. Yeah. Right, Little Evil. Um, well, right. I did see the, the gate, but one that I saw like just a month or so ago is uh, Tigers Are Not Afraid, which Ooh. is a really I've never awesome. Heard of this. Um, and it's actually right now it's on the festival circuit. Like oh, they're okay. thinking about uh, they're trying to get it uh, um, distributed um, around. But it's a really great film. It's actually another foreign film in the sense that it's down in Mexico and it plays Ooh. off of this idea <laughs> of yeah, I think you'd really love it. Actually, it plays off of this idea of uh, this of the the gang wars and the drug wars and the human trafficking wars that's going on uh-huh. um, down in Mexico, but it has this supernatural fairy tale sort of spin Ooh. to it, where this little girl she basically gets three wishes, and her three wishes like just kind of it's like a catalyst of all types of other things that happen. But it's really it's dark, but it has so much heart to it that I was really affected when I, I actually cried at the end really? when I saw it at uh, Scream Fest mm-hmm. when they when they showed it there, and it's just a really great and it's actually directed by a woman as well and um, yeah it's, I, I'd recommend it Tigers nice. Are Not Afraid hopefully they'll get a, they'll get it in theaters but I think it's also on the festival circuit so. uh, I believe we have yeah, the cover of it yeah it's yeah. really it amazing just, it's, it kind of has a pan a pan lamorous feel to it as okay. well like with and the, the, the children actors in here are so good like they're so because it's majority of them and they're so good Dang. Yeah. Well, I got to write that one. Yeah, I got to look really back good. at this video and be like, all right, tigers are not afraid. Yeah, Thank yeah, you so yeah, much for that. It has Spanish yeah. uh, subtitles, but it's really, it's great. Yeah. Awesome. All right. All right. So that concludes those two uh, segments. And now, uh, right? Yeah, we got everything. Yeah. So now let's move on to some news. All right. So first, oh yeah, quick news. This is really, guys, uh, public service announcement. If you have Netflix, if you have Netflix and you haven't seen Ash versus the Evil Dead. My God, what are you doing? Because <laughs> yeah. that show, I love it. <laughs> it. It is one of the greatest shows on television, and I just thank God Agreed. every day that we get an Ash TV show. Yes, and especially one, guys. If you've not seen season two, Ash gets in a butt. Uh, that is not the only thing I will spoil, but it is so glorious. 
Hail like, to the king. Just imagine yeah. it's in a butt. Okay. Yep. Just, <laughs> just imagine how that could happen, and Ash makes it happen. All right. Yeah. 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 Um, and we actually do have our uh, death of the week uh, on Ash, and we'll show that later. Oh, just cool. honoring it. Uh, it's off the first episode, but yeah, on, a little more on that later. But yeah, so. Um, I just want to bring... I know it's TV, but hey, it works because we got some TV people yeah. here. Unplanned. That's how I do things. But yeah, just a little quick news on also... Um, they have both seasons on Netflix, but the third season is coming out February 25th. So catch up now with The King of Deadites. And um, yeah, two seasons of fucking just pure badass. Um, teams up with Pablo and Kelly. That's played by Ray Santiago and Donna De, De Lorenzo. As well as Lucy Lawless plays uh, Ruby Noby. Love her. Yeah, Ruby is a badass character. She too. is so Lucy, cool. Yeah. She's so strong. Yeah. And it's just a great, bloody, great time. So, party with the king. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then, all right, our second piece of news. So, uh, we actually got some casting news on the new young lead for the uh, David Gordon Green's Halloween, 2018 Halloween. Um, so the new casting news, her name is Andy Matichak. Um And yeah, so her name is Andy, Amy Matichak. She's been on uh, TV shows such as Blue Bloods, Underground, uh, 666 Park Avenue, and Oranges of New Black. And oh. she just recently wrapped her wrapped a feature uh, called Replicate that was a sci-fi. sci-fi. And um, yeah, so I was thinking, like, so who do we have from this, like, the Strode family for this new film? And so I broke it down. So we have Laurie Strode, who's Jamie Lee Curtis, who sh- and she's now a grandma. Mm-hmm. And we have uh, Karen Strode, which is played by Judy Greer, and she's the daughter of Laurie. And then we have Allison Strode, which is played by Andy Matichak, who was just announced, and she's Laurie's granddaughter and Karen's granddaughter. So there's, like, the holy Strode trinity right there mm-hmm. going Three on. Three generations. Three generations, exactly. And there's a, I found the cover of the Halloween. I don't know if this is official or not, but it was on the IMDb page as well. So that's the cover. And then if uh, we also have a picture of Andy Matichak. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's very pretty. Yeah, yeah. no, she's those like, eyes. Like, I wonder who she, yeah. who she played on Orange is the New Black, unless that was like an extra role. Yeah, she might have been just like a quick cameo. Yeah. Or just is like this a, her first major role? Um, I mean, she does have, as a, as a feature, like replicate sci-fi, but I'm guessing that might be like some sort of indie or something. Mm. So possibly this could be your major role, yeah. um, cool. unless you have something coming out between now and then. But yeah, we'll see. We'll Good keep for in her. touch. Starring alongside oh. Jamie Lee Curtis and right? Judy, Judy Greer. Greer. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is the horror legacy right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This franchise. Oh, so. like, and, and just a quick recap of that film. Uh, it is set to release October 19, 2018. Directed by David Gordon Green, written by David Gordon Green and Danny McBride. And then being love. scored <laughs> by the legendary John Carpenter. Oh, that's going to be awesome. And produced by one of my favorite um, production houses, Blumhouse. Oh, yeah, awesome. You know? Yeah, I'm I, curious as to what Danny McBride's going to do with this. Because he, you know, always wanted to be a writer, not an actor. Right. Um, so, yeah, this will be curious to and see where he goes. I believe they worked together on, what's it called? On... Um, they work together on Vice Principals yes. for HBO. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I saw that picture. Um, all right, right on. So moving on. Uh, so yeah, this one's uh, horror is shaking up the Golden Globes, guys. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So on the film side, we have Jordan Peele's Get Out is being nominated mm-hmm. for, but unfortunately, it's being nominated under the comedy slash musical category, mm-hmm. which is I don't know. I mean, I'm not really sure how I feel about this. Yeah, there was a whole debate around that on Twitter. Yeah, I'm yeah. just like thankful it's being nominated for something. Yeah, but it's like 
I mean, I guess they don't have a horror section. Yeah. No, they don't. And, but, like, comedy or, musical deserves its own thing? Like, Well, and, too, it, it is frustrating because as someone who really loves comedy, like, this might not necessarily fall into comedy similar yeah, to Orange right. is the New Black, though. Where, and that's why stuff has been put into there. And I feel like this is why we need another category yeah. for these shows like this. Because, yeah, I mean, Get Out actually probably stands better to win in that category, though. Yeah. It's like the Catch-22. But, yeah, it is... Funny, it I mean, funny. for a yeah. horror movie. Like, yeah. Yeah. But how is it but, supposed yeah. to compete with another one yeah. that's just like straight, straight up? Straight, yeah. 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 So it's kind of unfair. Well, yeah, and that's too, but as it we know with most critics, well, I mean, <laughs> most, yeah, exactly. Most critics are putting it, you know, would always vote for like Orange is the Black and a lot of other stuff that wasn't always straight comedy either. Yeah. So I feel like it has a better chance of winning, but yeah, it does seem odd to be in that category. They need a horror section. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, yeah. their horror, film, horror if, films are really, I mean, if, they've always had levels, you know, but I mean, yeah. why not? There's so many that have so many great themes and acting in them these days. Yeah. Why not add the category? I say if if twenty seventeen has done anything at all it has 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 shown that twenty that horror can uh, stand its own ground with uh, like these huge movies exactly. that are like nominated mm-hmm. for Golden Globes and or uh, Oscars. Yeah, and they should be allowed to compete against each other. Definitely. Yeah, like I yeah. mean, why? Like that's the only one that you know seems to have made it, and it's like why not? You know, if it had its own category, other ones could get shot yeah. too. Exactly. Like that cool. can also encompass like suspense and thriller within the horror category, so that like. Come yeah, because too, as you say, with like the drama category, it's usually always these very just obvious Oscar contender yeah. films that are like this Oscar was a big Bates. yeah exactly, <laughs> yeah. and that's the sad part is like so that always takes the drama category. So we definitely need to split these other ones yeah. up. Where you know a movie like this, it's actually like a good film that has a little bit of elements of everything. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he didn't get yeah. the director nomination, right. yeah, which no. also people felt like he yeah. was snubbed. Yeah, for that Jordan unfortunately, Hill. I yeah. think so too. I mean. Great segue, though, because you know who did get Best Director nomination? (laughs) Yes. Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water. Yeah, so um, Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water um, has done, has gone multiple nominations, and I'll read them off right now. So, we got Best Director, Guillermo del Toro. Best Performance by an Actress, Sally Hawkins. And Best Performance by an Actress in a Supporting Role, Octavia Spencer. Um, as well as um, uh, best performance by an actor in supporting role, Richard Jenkins, and he was fantastic in that. Oh yeah, you can see uh, oh. Sally Hawkins and Octavia Spencer. Yeah. Um, and also we have a picture of Richard Dank- Jenkins and best screenplay by uh, Guillermo del Toro and Vanessa Taylor, and best original score by Alexandre Desplat. It's really nice. great that Octavia is nominated yet again, and it's funny now she's actually up against one of her friends, Allison Janney, because yeah. uh, Allison's finally in a movie like for <laughs> I Tanya, and they were talking about that the other day. So I was like, oh, I like that. Yeah, oh, their nice. friendly competition. Yeah. yeah, and she was so good in that. Yeah, she, made, she, oh, she brings a she brings a humor in most of the film. Uh, like oh, she was she was really good in that. And then we also have for the TV side, the t- the TV horror side, we have. Um, from Stranger Things, or uh, wait, yeah, for Stranger Things is a best television series drama, but we also have David Harbour for best supporting role in the TV series. So good for him! Awesome. Yeah. I'm looking forward to him being a Hellboy as well. Yeah. I'm like yeah, really looking that. forward That's to that. That's gonna be really awesome. Yeah, he Anyone looks, could replace. He's yeah. bulking up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah. Also, um, we also have uh, Kyle McLaughlin for best 
Best performance by an actor in a limited series or motion picture made for TV for his work on Twin Peaks. And, and just so you guys know, he plays three or four characters because there's even slightly different Dale at one point. So this is why he is nominated. If you have not seen Twin Peaks The Return, what is wrong with you? You can literally <laughs> get Showtime on any app. Do it True. right now now. It is amazing. <laughs> it is a magnum opus. Tears at the end. It's so beautiful. Dang. Yeah. So right. many public yeah. services now. I, yeah. I gotta get Love it. Yeah. I wanna watch the original. I have yet to see. Oh, well, also, <laughs> it is also on um, Netflix. Hulu and, and Netflix. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, it is Hulu. Is it on, on Netflix? It's on Hulu and Netflix. Oh. Yeah, I, I don't think know it's if on it's on... Bo- it was on Netflix, but it may have come off like a lot of stuff that went to Hulu. Yeah, so, as yeah. I was thinking. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I saw it recently. On okay, because so. yeah. okay, I, yeah. I believe it's like one of the special cases where it's both on Netflix and Hulu. Then. Yeah, right on. And then, so yeah, that concludes the Golden Globes uh, talk. Um, but yeah, it's been a great year for horror this year uh, it has. on TV and on film. My God, like we had yeah. Split, we had It Comes at Night. Um, do we have any more horror coming out? Um, Happy Death Day wasn't that bad either. Oh yeah, that, that was, was good. Fun. I yeah. love that movie. It was, it was funny. I liked it. It was yeah. it was meta, you know, yeah. in some regards, but it did it so well because so many scary movies that come out now they try to do meta and it's overdone. They try to do like the scream thing, but the Happy Death Day actually did it and it worked inside the plot of it, which mm-hmm. was great to me. Yeah. And too, it was just a weird Groundhog's Day. That's what I liked. Yeah. I was like, that's mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Yeah. I liked the main yeah. character. She wasn't obnoxious to me, you know. And I like that they like they had that perfect ending that they they kind of like <laughs> yeah. was just like did an f you and just kind of like went like for it and I loved it so mm-hmm. not to spoil anything but you need to see yeah. Yeah. Day. and now it's gotten so big that like we have new mutants coming out next year yeah. right yes. that's oh gonna be a gosh. superhero horror film yes. like mm-hmm. yeah come on get on it it's like horror films are great like Anya Taylor Joy she's gonna be amazing mm. oh, so, dude, she's and Maisie Williams so. And um, it's just gonna be really cool to see like them utilize their powers, but still it being a horror genre. Mm. Mm. So I don't. I'm just so excited to see like the next like trailer for that. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm ready. Awesome. <laughs> like, no. I want to be scared while I'm like hype, like totally hype. Like yes, slice his head off, demon yeah. bear. Oh my god. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I gotta say that that cast looks so yeah cool. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for that movie. All right, moving on to our next piece of news. Um, so. All right, so this this is a this is quite the uh, the saga in a sense. <laughs> yes. Because um, so so Guillermo del Toro was um, approached in 2007 to to take helm of the Dark Universe, and he he said that he has very few regrets in life. But one of his biggest was not taking the offer for the Dark Universe, and this was during a uh, Times Talk, which is like about a 50-minute-long video or so that you can find on YouTube. If you just go Times Talk and do uh, Guillermo del Toro, it should pop up. And he gave this great soundbite to say, and this is like part one of the saga. So it's like, I've I've said no to things that are enormous, and I've never looked back. The only time I repent I, I didn't do something was in 2017, when Universal was in an incredibly gentle and beautiful manner said, do you want to take over the monster universe? Del Toro recalled. And they gave me the reins of several properties, and I didn't do it. That, I repent. So this is a confessional moment. I repent. That's the only thing. So, yeah. So one of the few regrets is not taking this. More recently, Guillermo was speaking to Screen Rant, and he presented a theory as to why contemporary monster movies haven't been doing so well. And so he's just talking about how, pretty much, why The Mummy was the failure that it was. And he goes to say, I think that there is a postmodern attitude towards the genre that tries to disarm and, or disassemble the, the genre in a postmodern way. 
And I think that when you approach characters with earnest love, it is a lot less safe because you are not above the material. You are high on your own supply and it's easier to be ironic. So I think that's part of it. And he continues to say, but then you have an ambivalent ambivalent things like Jordan Peele nailing it and making it not ironic but reflexive and it, and he's a fusion of reverence and intelligence it's a good year for the genre for sure so I think the main point he's saying is that I, I, he's trying to get across that to have more genuine love for the monsters that you are portraying on the screen and um, it's just like he's just such a smart guy <laughs> like he's able, he knows you know he's in a sense he's kind of like he's felt like a monster like his whole life and you see, there's, there's not a sense. I guess it was lacking a certain sincerity to um, who the mummy really was. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. the mummy, it was Tom Cruise, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's sort of the thing. And in all the original Universal Monster movies, the monster is the central theme and the protagonist, in a way, especially in uh, Frankenstein. And it, that really plays well into Mary Shelley's original telling of it yeah. is, you know, the real monster is the doctor, not um, mm-hmm. Frankenstein's monster. And that's what's interesting and where I feel like the tone of the mummy didn't seem to get. And uh, hopefully if Guillermo is still interested in doing it, they would let him go to the helm. Because it's a shame to see that all crumble with the mummy. But Guillermo was also supposed to do the DC Dark Universe. So maybe if that doesn't work out, he could he could go back to that. And That'd I could awesome have John he, Constantine yeah. with me again. Yeah, <laughs> Drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's something so great about creature features, you know, and when you can do it right where you come at it like this is a real, like this is the, the, the creature is the feature of this mm-hmm. movie. This is the main thing, not some like star vehicle or, mm-hmm. you know, this, I don't know, sometimes I feel like with a lot of the movies, especially with the monster ones, it becomes action movie right. as opposed mm-hmm. yeah. to a scary movie. Right. It's like, yeah, yeah, you know, like with Tom Cruise, yeah. he's like, like jumping Cruise. on exactly. like cars and stuff. I'm like, where, where's the mummy? She's <laughs> yeah. swimming. Okay, I get it. The, whatever, yeah, the like. airplane's going down. <laughs> yeah, He's just I'm like, like where's the, where's the mystery? Where's the you know the scary factor, the creep factor mm-hmm. of this? And I think when you lose the heart of that in horror pictures, it becomes an action comedy mm-hmm. that happens to feature some supernatural being. That's what yeah. it is, and that's yeah. why I didn't really like World War Z because that was the same thing yeah. with Brad Pitt. Personally, yeah. I don't know how you yeah. guys feel about it, but yeah, I much was, prefer the okay. crazies t- that came out oh, around yeah. the same time oh. as lesser known zombie yeah. movie, right. but that was so, way better. Yeah, that was so gritty. Yeah, and, like, and Oliphant. That. Oh. Yeah, I haven't heard of that. Oh, they're right. That's yeah, yeah, Timothy Oliphant, who is, spoiler alert, the killer in Scream 2, or most of you would know from Justified. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's like, okay. yes, this movie from 20 years ago. You'd be surprised who gets mad. But, yeah, it's amazing. I think it is on Netflix. I'd seen it recently. It's the Crazy? The Crazy. Yeah. The one with the pitchfork? Yeah, like a yeah. pitchfork. Because that was a remake, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Rodham Mitchell, I think, plays his wife. Yeah. Yeah. I like oh, World yeah, World Z, right but I once again I didn't I never looked at it like a zombie no. feature. I looked mm-hmm. at it as Brad Pitt and yeah. this is like yeah. a cool mm-hmm. he's trying to yeah. save the world. I didn't look at it as a zombie right. feature. Yeah, I really like the book more than the film, to be honest. Well I, it's totally I, different, isn't it? Yeah, it's completely yeah. different. I, I don't know why they didn't take that approach because yeah. like the, the film kind of sets him up for multiple like films in a sense. Yeah. Because every 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 little chapter is kind of a story from a different perspective, from a different part of the world as to how this outbreak like yeah. was came to be what it was, and this is just like let's have cool wave zombies. <laughs> like I'm like what? Like yeah. there's yeah. no sense as to like where this started. Like oh, it was just so cool in the book. It just like it kind of you track it with like the first person on ground zero kind of thing. Yeah. 
and like how his first experience and how it started and you just see more and more and more like you have the military's perspective and how like they they had to cho- choose there's like a scene where they had to choose to like blow up a bridge because if they didn't the zombies were gonna like just take over the, the mainland and there were still people on the bridge yeah. and he talked I would think I think it was from the perspective of a person in the pilot suit who had to do that like to the bridge with actual people on there mm-hmm. and it's very it's a very um very emotional book, very gritty, very um I had to do things because it's for the sake of humanity kind of style. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's I definitely recommend reading the book. Max Brooks was brilliant with that. Awesome. Um cool. but yeah, that's that's my take on that. Yeah, we have a, a chatter actually asking oh. a question. How's Hollywood Reviews hey. says, Did you guys see high tension? Oh, what attention. Yeah. Hey. yeah. <laughs> We yeah. talked about that uh, last week, I think. Or oh, two weeks ago, yeah, yeah we didn't have. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was great. Um, yeah. Had yeah. the twist ending. The, the craziest one. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, quite the, like, it, wow. Yeah, but Holy it, even shit. without the twist, it's still, I think it would have been awesome. Maybe even more awesome. Yeah, I believe yeah. there's like, I think the there's The French like foreign two, film. Oh, yeah, French oh, okay. foreign film. Right. Yeah, um, yeah it's, uh, it's like a female protagonist I believe mm-hmm. and um, there's like a it's kind of like a break in uh, yeah, home invasion home invasion kind of film and like she's trying to like you know, n- you know not get taken by this person mm-hmm. um, and then and after a while it just kind of gets reversed in a sense mm-hmm. it's a really good film uh, yeah. I gotta watch it again I haven't seen it in like years but yeah, it's I, one of I those hidden, it's a hidden gem for sure yeah I remember sticking yeah. with me I'm just like yeah that movie's cool <laughs> <laughs> there's this one scene with a cabinet and a yeah. stairwell and a head. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Sounds fun. That's all I'll say to tease it. I just remember the circular saw. And sh- yeah. No. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I, know. Yeah, I yeah. feel like I have to watch this. Movie. Yeah. Yeah, and I was about to say. Yeah, he, uh, he also said he. Uh, ho- ho- how well's uh, Hollywood Review says that he enjoyed that and also really enjoyed Wolf Creek too. Oh. And I remember watching. I've, 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 um, I've heard that. That's not a knife. <laughs> that no. actually happens in that film. <laughs> it's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, that was a really good scene. Um, I gotta rewatch that one as well because I haven't seen that one in years. But that's like there's no like supernatural or like um, um, it's just a, like a, a crazy uh, Aussie dude, right? Just going yeah. around killing mm-hmm. people. I remember the the first one. It was like a group of friends, and then they like meet him, and he seems nice, but find out he's like a crazy killer. Yeah, um, and then know. things happen. <laughs> Right on. And on to our last bit of news. And believe it or not, it, it still includes Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> oh, really? This is not in purpose, but so I love it. <laughs> so the director of Scariest Stories to Tell in the Dark. So originally Guillermo del Toro was set to direct this film for CBS Films. But he is more focused on leading the Oscar campaign for The Shape of Water. Rightfully mm-hmm. so. And I totally yeah. support him on that. So, yeah. So he's only going to be producing now. Um which is better than nothing, and I mean, yeah. let's not forget Mama. Like, yeah. I, I really liked Mama. Like, that was a really cool film with uh, the, the King Slayer. Um, I forgot his it name. It was actually really good. Yeah. Yeah. And then have you, have you seen the short the film on that? Slayer. No, I didn't. Right? <laughs> yeah. I forgot his name. Jamie Lannister. Jamie Lannister. He wasn't that. I totally didn't even remember. Yeah, he's he like one of those one of those few features. Yeah, he was great in that too. Yeah, it was a really good movie. It creeped me out, dude. That was that wasn't Doug Jones, but I was about I just recently heard the name of the guy who played the mom, like the creepy mom in that. Yeah, he looks creepy in real life. Like his his bones are super long. They cast the right person. Yeah, it's really weird. But yeah, so he's not directing anymore. He's going to be producing, which is still great. Um, yeah, so don't be sad, my pretties, because this project is in great hands. Director Andre Ovredal has been chosen for the project. 
And he is the director of a little hidden gem called Troll Hunter, as well as a little, another little hidden gem called The Autopsy of Jane Doe. If you guys have yet to see that, oh, it's so good. No, I know Troll Hunter, but yeah. the like Autopsy of Jane Doe takes place. It's like a it's a father son kind of film. It takes place in a in a mortuary because the father is a uh, he's what do you guys call him? The guy who like the just break, oh. yeah he breaks yeah. down the bodies and everything, mm-hmm. gives his autopsies and stuff. And he's kind of like grooming his son to be, to be like the next in line for like you take over this like mortuary and stuff. And and so in in a sense it's like a father bonding kind of like we're cutting up bodies together kind of thing. This you know? sounds like a nice family movie for yeah. my family. <laughs> like I, I when I was nice a little movie. kid I honestly wanted to be a medical examiner. Oh, <laughs> so you should watch mom. it then. I'm sure yeah, you'll no, like it. Yeah, I was like this sounds. Uh, what could I have been? Kidding. What could have been? <laughs> <laughs> what could have been my yeah. life? I know. Apart from the Jane Doe that comes yes. in oh, and okay. they have to see what was wrong with her and oh. they start slicing her up and hmm. while they slice they start to find things oh. in a certain areas certain mm. areas yeah so I'll just leave it at that okay yeah. and that leads to like a snowball effect of just craziness and where can we watch this uh, I would say Netflix check Netflix uh, but uh, again Amazon maybe hashtag not, not sponsored <laughs> maybe on Shutter as well maybe on Shutter I'll um try. Yeah, I didn't look it up. I should look it up. Dang it, my bad. Troll Hunter for sure has been on Netflix for yeah, a long time. Hopefully, it's still on it. Yeah, I love that movie too. Yeah. It's so good, and the 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 the, the, uh, the troll effects are amazing. Um, but yeah, if you haven't seen any of those films, please do. They are so good, and so and as well, um, Dan and Kevin uh, Hagman have written the first draft, and they wrote the uh, the Lego Movie. Okay. So, Excellent film. It, there's no, there's no, um, yeah, it's a really great film. <laughs> there's no indication as to like what kind of tone this this film is gonna go down. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very curious to see because it was a book series. Oh yeah. yeah, I have information on the book series actually. Film breakdown. Um, <laughs> so it's breakdown. based off the, <laughs> it's based off the books written by Alvin Schwartz and illustrated amazingly, beautifully, mm-hmm. disturbingly. Yeah. Images by St- uh, Stephen Gamel, and. Uh, um, it's a three-part book series that was released between 1981 and 1991 and consisted of, well, you know, scary stories and even scarier imagery. So it's just like stories, like it's like an anthology kind of thing. Yeah. But the images were like the things creepy. that were so creepy, yeah. They were like blood, there was hints of red, they were kind of bloody, was, they would trail off, it looked like the ink yeah, was like splattered. Up. Yeah, like I pulled up the like the, the wiki, pictures yeah. oh because whenever God. you had that up earlier, I was like, I recognize that art. And I've then, seen then that I was one like, before. oh yeah. yeah, and so I wanted to pull some more up, so I'm yeah. like, where have I seen all these? But it's super it's creepy. Like, yeah. It's very 90s, I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. Like at the, you know, did you guys ever have like yeah. a book fair like in your yeah. elementary school? Like We actually had these books in our in my elementary school library. I remember seeing them. I didn't read them, but I remember seeing them there I so haven't these read are children's anymore. stories these are yeah. supposed to be children's stories I read them when I was like seven. they were banned <laughs> like I read about how they were banned like all across like from multiple eras because they would scare the crap out of these children yeah. because, of the, because of these these images are so mm-hmm. scary yeah, at my conservative schools, they wouldn't have these. But I would if when I saw them at Hastings, we would just buy them and read them because I was like, I remember this having this artwork. But yeah, because it was so creepy. Yeah, and, I liked it. And we also have a synopsis for the film, and it goes: the thriller follows a group of young teens who must solve the mystery the, the mystery surrounding sudden and macabre uh, deaths in their small town. So I'm guessing they're gonna take the deaths from the the stories, 
reenact them and then have these children come in and be like, oh, like, how did he die like this kind of thing? And so, like, they're going to be, and it's, I'm guessing it's set in, like, a small town, right? Yeah, a small mm-hmm. town. So it's going to be, like, mysterious death that people are just going to get slaughtered in the manner of, like, the books. Mm-hmm. I'm hope that's what I'm thinking. Nice. Yeah, because yeah. I was, like, picturing it was going to be, like, an anthology or something like that. Yeah. Kind of, like, we, uh... Trigger tree. Trigger tree. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how, like, everything, like, is cohesive with all these murders or deaths that are happening. Right. And I'm guessing they'll they'll pick, like, the most, like, um, the most, um, what is it, the most popular stories um, within the books. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm now on the hunt for these books and I want to buy them yeah. and read them. Yeah, I'm interested. I feel yeah. like I have some, like, in my... Yeah, somewhere in my garage or something like yeah. that. I remember I had one in back back in my old home, but I I, just, I don't know where it's at. There was one but. story that I'll never forget. It was just like a simple short story about this girl who had like a blemish. Most of them mm-hmm. are, and then like it that. eventually like popped, and like spiders came out, and that like yeah. stood uh, with me, stuck with me. Yeah. yeah, stuck with me. So <laughs> those those are very they present like a huge sense of like imagery and realism, like almost so. Right. Those movies, those books yeah, are crazy. So, yeah, so the author is, again, Alvin Schwartz and illustrated by Stephen, Stephen Gemmell. Um, yeah, and they're called uh, Scary Stories to Tell at, in the Dark. Wait, what was it? Scary Stories to Tell at... Uh, yeah, Scary yeah. Stories to Tell in the Dark. It's a really <laughs> long title. <laughs> I know, I was like, what? Scary Stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also this reminds me of, like, this is kind of like our American version of... Um, uh, Junji Ito, if you guys ever heard of him, he's a Japanese uh, manga artist mm. and also a uh, writer. And he did uh, multiple manga. One was called uh, Uzumaki, about like these mm. spirals and like just the imagery of that. Like I actually have it. Um, the imagery of that manga is like so creepy. Like the way he draws like these characters, it, you can feel their like their their dread and their agony and, and mm. their despair, and it's it's really good. And that's what it reminded me like looking at these pictures. Um, it is like a in the again like the anime manga sort sort of sense, but it's like like cre- like horror manga, and there's a very uh, I would say there's very few like prominent horror manga artists and writers out there. But he's like one of the biggest, like Junji Ito. He has another one called Kyo, I think. And it's about fish, and like fish start attacking like land people. It's, yeah, it's like start attacking people, and it's like really really weird. <laughs> um, I haven't read that one yet, but I'm looking forward to that. And that concludes our news. So we are towards the end of the show, but we'll wrap it up again. We'll wrap it up with uh, the death of the week. Yeah. Oh, yeah, buddy. <laughs> Good, nice. You nailed that one. <laughs> All right. So this death of the week is brought to you by Ash versus the Evil Dead. And this is from the pilot episode. And oh I call this the return of the king, baby. Yes. And so, yeah, we could just roll that. <laughs> Oh yeah. Get that Grammy. Granny's done. Oh my god, look at that. Look at those effects. Look at that blood. Oh, there's Pablo. Mouth was open. Yep. Oh, I love Pablo. Yeah, he's great. And you're done, kid. I love that too. <laughs> and I love like that how that episode concludes. Pablo asks him, "How are you feeling, Jefe?" And he's like, "Groovy." <laughs> and then it ends, and I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> welcome back, King." <laughs> but yeah, that was great. Nice little death of the week. And with that, that concludes our show. So uh, we'll start off with Chauncey. Go ahead and 
Well, thanks for having me on our <laughs> movie news. And um, you can catch me on Twitter at Miss Chauncey KR. And once again, this is Chauncey K. Robinson. And also, you can catch me at Hard TV Weekly. Yes, guys, I'm Oliver Jenner. You can follow me on all social media platforms at Ollie Dreamer. And you can also find me on the Runaways After Show on AfterBuzz TV on Tuesdays. And since I'm Lucretia Lyon, guys, you can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. And watch Horror TV Weekly on our sister network, After Buzz TV, Sunday nights at 10 p.m. live, or feel free to stream it anytime you want. And I cover that. Well, I'm the individual yeah. for that. So yeah. yeah, he puts in. <laughs> yeah, I, I have inputs. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, I am Anthony Becerra. Um, well, you, can, you can find me everywhere at Tony B. Dead, T-O-N-Y-B-D-E-D. And again, please uh, follow us on Apple Podcasts, rate and subscribe, give us five stars, as well as follow us, our, follow us on Twitter at Horror News PTN. And again, also, Carrie wasn't here, but you can follow her still at Carrie D. Lane. And yeah, that's about it. Cut to what? We'll see you guys next week. It'll Bye. be the last one before the end of the new year. So catch us. Bye-bye. Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Pop Corporate Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro. Views expressed here are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.